Hello, I'm Daniel Davis, and you are listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This week we are on Unit 25, Session 3, titled, The Denouncing Prophet. As Jesus continued to get closer and closer to the hour of the crucifixion during his Passion Week in Jerusalem, he strove for his people to understand that eternal life could only be obtained through faith in him. For so long, the religious leaders had taught a works-based righteousness. They taught that you had to do good enough, be good enough, and look a certain way to truly belong to the household of God. Perhaps you have heard similar beliefs expressed by others. Perhaps you have even harbored such thoughts in your own heart. I know I have on both accounts. But as with the Pharisees and scribes in their teaching, and ultimately their hypocrisy, all this teaching of works-based righteousness does is lead people astray, and they miss the Messiah because of it. In Matthew 23, a chapter dominated by Jesus pronouncing a series of woes, Jesus denounced the Pharisees and scribes' hypocritical, misleading, and superficial religion to help them see the error of their ways. Jesus denounces religion that does not express the heart of God. In point one, we hear Jesus denounce hypocritical religion. Jesus had just silenced the Pharisees with his own question about the origin and nature of the Messiah as being a son of David. Then, as if to pour it on, Jesus began to denounce the Pharisees for the way they practiced their religion. At first, Jesus begins with a word of respect for their position. They were the appointed leaders and teachers of the day to communicate the law of Moses to the people of God. The sidebar on leader page 36 will explain a bit more about what is meant by the chair of Moses. Because of their position of authority, the people were to listen to them and obey them, insofar as they didn't violate the law and the prophets. But then Jesus got to the point of the issue with the Pharisees. While they may teach the word of God, they didn't practice it for themselves. In other words, Jesus was warning the people to do what they say, not what they do. Speaking metaphorically, Jesus said the Pharisees put burdens upon the people that they didn't take upon themselves. They held the people to extra-biblical standards that they themselves did not live up to. So in this way, they were hypocrites, saying one thing, but doing another. Then Jesus denounced the Pharisees for the internal motivation for their hypocrisy, to be seen by others and receive their honor and praise. Their motivations were worldly, focused and limited to the here and now. They concerned themselves with what people said about them, rather than the judgment of God. And that's a recipe for disaster. One of the ways the Pharisees drew attention to themselves was by enlarging their phylacteries. The QR code on leader page 37 provides some images and some more information about the significance of phylacteries. In point two, we hear Jesus denounce misleading religion. You and your group members likely will notice the absence of a verse 14, both in the point heading and in the scripture passage in their Bible, or the online scripture resources we provide through the scripture QR code for this session. The sidebar on leader page 38 will help you provide a succinct answer to any questions raised by this. The content of verse 14 would sound like it fits, and it doesn't contradict scripture. 
Its absence here does not detract from the scriptures or Christian doctrine either. In fact, the phrasing is legitimately found in Mark 12.40 and Luke 20.47. So, simply put, the content of verse 14 isn't included in the earliest manuscripts we have for the book of Matthew. So it is best to conclude the phrasing was added by a well-meaning scribe who was trying to reconcile the Gospels with one another. But since it was not original to the book of Matthew, it is not included in modern translations. The two verses that we do cover in this point parallel one another. Jesus pronounces a woe upon the scribes and Pharisees. A woe is an expression of grief or an expression of condemnation. The latter makes the most sense for this context, especially in light of Jesus going on to call them hypocrites. But grief would also be in play, seeing the eternal consequences upon others due to the scribes and Pharisees' actions. They were misleading their hearers and cutting them off from the kingdom of heaven and the source of salvation and life. So, just to backtrack for a quick thought, a blind adherence to the Pharisees, who sat in the chair of Moses, could have had negative eternal consequences for their hearers. It makes sense to understand Jesus' instructions in the previous passage about listening to what they say to have a limitation on it, such as listening and observing what they say so long as they teach what accords with godliness. Yet the purpose of their teaching should have been to point to God and His promised prophet, messenger, and Messiah, the Jesus whom they were constantly questioning and threatening. And this should be the aim of our teaching and our conversations with people, to help others see Jesus by faith and observe all that He has commanded. Let us take care that we don't lead people astray from the Savior with man-made laws and plans. In point three, we hear Jesus denounce superficial religion. Again, Jesus declares woes, and again, Jesus denounces the hypocrites. In the three woes in these verses, Jesus addresses the superficial religion on display in the actions of the scribes and Pharisees. It was conceivable for people to look at the Pharisees and comment on how holy and righteous they were because of the careful way they seemed to follow the law. They tithed on their spices. But as always, Jesus cut to the heart of the matter. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught that hatred and lust in the heart are just as sinful as murder and adultery. And here, tithing on spices may look good on the outside, but what good is it if a person is simultaneously neglecting the lawful concepts of justice, mercy, and faithfulness? These ideas are at the heart of the law, so Jesus says that they should be given priority, even as the Pharisees could tithe on their spices. But as it was, they were blind guides leading others astray by their hypocritical outward example. The Pharisees knew how to clean up and look the part of obedient Jews. But that cleaning was only skin deep. Inside, in their heart, they were dirty and dead. Though they put forth the image of law keepers, Jesus said that they were full of hypocrisy and lawlessness, and as such they were without hope of entering into the kingdom of God. That is, apart from justification by faith in Jesus Christ alone. 
No amount of PR, damage control, or image rehabilitation can help the hypocrites in the room. In fact, the attempt to control one's image only furthers one's path in the darkness away from the loving and merciful light of God that is His Son and our Savior. Jesus Christ, the light of the world. The only way our dirty and dead souls inside are transformed is through the honest, humble confession of our sin, repentance from that sin, and a singular trust in Jesus as the one and only way we can find forgiveness and His righteousness that we need to be saved. Apart from Christ, we can have no righteousness of our own. With Christ, we have all the righteousness we need in Him, which frees us to pursue righteousness with the Holy Spirit, because the fruit of righteousness can then be born out of a renewed and revived heart that is united to Christ by faith. Jesus denounced the religious leaders for practicing heartless religion and for believing that their external conduct made them right with God. And we ought to consider carefully the woes he proclaimed so that we are not falling into the same trap as the scribes and Pharisees. When we trust in Jesus, we are made right with God, and He changes our hearts so that we can love and obey Him. Because we believers in Christ now have the capacity to love God, we should seek to demonstrate our love for Him through obedience, demonstrating true religion before a watching world, as well as honest, regular confession when we fall short, trusting in Jesus' promise to forgive. In this way, we can honor our Savior and have a faithful witness to call sinners to faith in Him. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.